0: Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. What was your experience like being that close to him? You you mentioned before we started filming that you had daily contact with Mm -hmm. him, you talked with him a lot. Right. Are we talking about a mentally stable but misguided person, or are we talking about a sociopath. What, what's your take?
1: Psychopath would pretty much wrap it up. Psychopath. <laughs> yeah, method. he was...
0: Uh... Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Okay, so we're in between sets right now. We're making a new set for you. So that's why it's just we have got some we're holes in the wall. A and
2: little under construction.
0: Things like that. But um, we're here today with Mike Pienka. There's a book called Under the Banner of Heaven. Okay. That is being turned into a Hulu series with Andrew Garfield and Sam Worthington and some, you know, high-profile actors um, by the same name, Under the Banner of Heaven. And that book-slash-series is about a rather high-profile murder case um, that occurred in American Fork, Utah. So we've got Mike here. Mike... You were a police sergeant that worked the case, correct?
1: Yes, I worked at the uh, the Utah County Jail um, okay. in the uh, Corrections Bureau, and uh, and that's where I first met Ron and Dan.
0: Yeah, so so the Hulu series it, it's about a Latter Day Saint detective that is on this case, and he starts to learn more about Latter Day Saint church history and. Um, just the terrible things that happened in this case and starts questioning things and whatnot. We haven't seen it yet. It hasn't come out quite yet as we're filming this. Uh, we, we couldn't find a detective, but we've got we've got Mike here, uh, which is, you know, about as authoritative as I think we can get. <laughs> um, but maybe for those of us that are not familiar with the Lafferty murders, mm-hmm. maybe could you, could you give us a brief overview of what happened and how you're connected with this
1: sure so ron and um, dan committed the murders uh july i believe july 24th um 1984 and shortly after that right around um, august i believe it was august 17th or 18th he was arrested and transported to the uh, the utah county jail and that's where i met uh, both ron and dan and uh, my first impression of um, Ron and Dan, Dan was always a quiet one. Ron, he was, uh, when he first came to jail, he was, uh, I would say, very, uh, you know, very polite, very cooperative, cordial, followed the rules. <clears throat> but that quickly changed. About a month or two after he was uh, incarcerated, we started to notice a change in Ron. He uh, he became uh, increasingly uh, uh, agitated and violent. Let me give you an example. Um, the one I was thinking about was uh, the time when Ron was being uh, escorted back to his cell by three um, deputies. And Ron uh, decided uh, that uh, he didn't want to go back to his cell. He he stopped in the middle of the hall uh, and the three deputies were standing right behind him. He turned around and attacked those three deputies just out of, uh, there was no um, you know, warning. He attacked him and uh, seriously injuring one, the one had to go to the hospital. Um, but we determined after that that, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with somebody now that um, has has changed. Uh, they're violent now. And so we, we started to take extra uh, security precautions because of that.
2: So was he always violent? Uh, and like the first two months were just uh, a facade that he put up, do you think? We
1: believe so. Um, he was, yeah, he was, he would do what he, he was told. We would would give him uh, orders and stuff. He he would follow every, everything. He'd follow the jail rules. But soon after, he for some reason we don't know why, um, he just <clears throat> started uh, being uncooperative. Another incident um, that I'm um, that I was aware of is that, and uh, I wasn't working that day. But he uh, he asked to uh, to see the jail commander. So um, that was arranged. He met the jail commander up in the uh, the interview room. And the Jail Commander was talking just like we're here, just across from each other. Uh, Ron was on one side of the table and Jail Commander was on the other side. And just out of the blue, he just stood up and started to attack the, the Jail Commander. So now here we have the jail commander and Ron Lafferty fighting in the in the small interview room. The staff heard the commotion, came running down, and had to separate the two, and then they escorted Ron back to his uh, cell. Did they not have guards in there? No, not at that time. because It was, it was a small room. The guards were probably... I don't know, maybe 50 feet from them. Oh, but I definitely heard what happened. They ran down and wow. separated them.
0: Yeah. So maybe let, let's go back a little bit because I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of people that that are wondering how they ended up in jail. What did they do that got them there? So we know they murdered a couple people. Can you give us a little bit of background on that scenario? How What led up to this murder, double murder, I suppose? And, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about... The circumstances surrounding this.
2: Yeah, I mean, because yeah. the the trailer mm-hmm. implies that there's like a lot of like church history somehow related to the case, and so I think especially viewers are probably interested in how that relates or how it doesn't relate. How, oh, much how applicable relates. is it? Yeah, how applicable? Thank you. How applicable is that?
1: Yeah. So Ron, um, he always um, vowed to uh, to get even with Brenda Lafferty, the uh, the victim. Um, because he blamed Brenda for <clears throat> his divorce. He said that she meddled in his affairs, and um, was one of the reasons why uh, Ron's wife uh, divorced him. so he mm-hmm. he vowed to uh, to to get even. And so um, he devised a way to to do that. and one of them was to um, they they picked up uh, two uh, two hitchhikers and uh, they tried to convince these two hitchhikers. Uh, to commit the murders for him, but when it came time to do that, uh, the um, the two hitchhikers backed down, backed out of the deal, and and uh, Ron and Dan ended up committing the murders, and they they killed Brenda Lafferty and uh, and the baby, and then afterwards, after they uh, committed the murders, they um, my understanding they uh, they had a hit list, and they went to another uh, residence to kill that family it was a Bishop and for some reason, Ron didn't like this Bishop for every reason. I don't know what it was, but they, the, uh, fortunately the Bishop wasn't home. He and his family had left for vacation. So they broke into the house and, uh, took, I believe they took some weapons, some guns, and then they went out to, uh, to Wendover and they celebrated and they, uh, drank beer and ate hot dogs celebrated, had a good old time. And, uh, then they were, they were arrested. Um, short time later, uh, I believe it was uh, August 17th, 1984, and then they were brought to our department and our correctional facility, Utah County Jail.
0: So one thing that I find interesting about this background you're giving us is that you're not really talking much about religion or faith, and I find that interesting because when you read the newspapers or, or, or when you look at, you know, the trailer for this series coming out, it's very heavily like, hey,
2: they make it almost the center focus point. Yeah, this was the motivation. This was the
1: this so and the... in, in, in when I first met Ron, Ron made it very clear to me, he said, there's two topics that are off-limits off here. One of them is religion, and the other one is the crime. Of course, we don't talk about crime to any of the inmates, um, about their crime, because they're, they're pre-sentenced inmates. But um, religion, I, and I tried to talk to Ron about some of Hey, you know, what was your involvement in the church? You know, I understand you were a bishop. He refused. Matter of fact, he kind of got angry that I was asking him questions like that. So I just let it go.
0: So he. Uh, my understanding is that he and his brother were members of the of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but then they were excommunicated. Correct. And then they joined a a, a split off, co- kind of a more fundamentalist group of.
1: I think School of Saints. the Prophets. I think it was. I think it was called yeah. School
0: of the Prophets. Correct. And, and interestingly, so so I, I from what I've read, and you can correct me correct me if I'm wrong. Is that uh, one of these Lafferty brothers presented a revelation that he had received, supposedly from God, to his sect, the School of the Prophets, which he was not the leader of, is my understanding. And he said, hey, according to this revelation, we need to remove Brenda Lafferty and her child. Right. And the School of the Prophets rejected that. Which is which I find Naturally. interesting because because I think the case that is that is being made by John Krakauer, who's the author of um, this book that the series is based on, is that religion leads people to do wacky things, and 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 not just the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but all religion is just irrational. And he uses these Lafferty murders as his you know example of that. But I find it interesting that. Well, they were excommunicated from our faith, and even this more fundamentalist, polygamous sect rejected this extremist revelation that he supposedly
1: received. Well, I think they kicked him out of the School of Prophets. Did they? I, th- I think I read that, where they, yeah, the School of Prophets is, you know, we don't see eye to eye here, um, and they, I think they kicked him out.
2: Well, I, w- I would hope that anybody who comes forward, like hey, we should kill this person. Like, the majority of yeah. us should <laughs> reject that. You know? I yeah, would that should be a so. clue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get this guy
0: out of here.
1: Right, right.
0: So yeah. so what's your take on that? Did religion really just have nothing to do with that? Did, did his upbringing in our faith have anything to do with how he turned out?
1: Yes, at the trial. At so it was brought up at, at the trial, yes. Um, both um, the, the defense and prosecution raised that, um, that issue. And so it was brought up that, um, you know, his his background, Ron's background, he was a bishop in the LDS church and his upbringing and so forth. But while the whole time that I, that I interacted with Ron, he never, ever talked about about religion.
2: So was it determined in the trial that it had not an, an influence on his behavior? like did it have any sway or was it just like
1: uh, it, it possibly could from the defense side that he was it was a uh, you know mitigating circumstance here he is an outstanding member of the community he was a bishop and so forth so um yeah it was brought up but um
0: but that you know, that has more to do with kind of the bad blood he had with the church not necessarily the theology of or the his, church, church, or yeah, his right. personal his beliefs. motivations has yeah. it affected at all your personal
1: faith you're
0: a, a latter day saint right right no
1: not not at all no no it, uh, it it hasn't um you know and again it was brought up that uh in the trial that um according to uh you know ron that uh god came down and told uh, ron to commit these uh murders mm-hmm. And so he used that um, as a a justification for his actions for for the murder.
0: So how do you reconcile that? Because as a Latter-day Saint, I mean, all three of us, we do believe in revelation from God. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And from the outside looking in, I think a lot of people think that that's irrational. And then you've got this guy saying, hey, I also received revelation from God, and God told me to kill these people. How do we, what do we do with that?
1: Well, um, you know, you have to look at, uh, Ron and his, and his background of why you have to ask the question, why, why did Ron, uh, believe that what led him to those beliefs and those values? You know, obviously he was you know misguided and, uh, it, it led to, uh, his downfall. Um, but you know, again, it was, it was brought up during, during the trial. And, uh as a matter of fact, um, you know one of the members of the jury actually uh, believed him that um, that maybe god did come down and uh, and tell ron to do that so i think from a defense standpoint ron tried to use that as a as a defense hmm. it stands to as a
2: testimony to his ability to persuade and manipulate hmm? his audience
1: sure
0: That's so crazy. Well, What was your experience like being that close to him? You you mentioned before we started filming that you had daily contact with Mm -hmm. him. You talked with him a lot. Right? Are we talking about a mentally stable, but misguided person? Or are we talking about a sociopath? What's your take?
1: Psychopath would pretty much wrap it up. (laughs) Psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, he was... uh, yeah. On the one hand, you could talk to him about He was a nice guy, you know. You he, he, he talk about any, any topic except religion, but you can talk to him. We 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 spoke at length about sports and about uh, the outdoors and, and things. But keep in mind, my my conversation with Ron was between a four inch steel door, mm-hmm. and there was a a, 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 a couple Ports. and uh, and that's how I I, I spoke with Ron. Um he never wanna let you guard down with Ron. He was extremely dangerous and uh, I you know, he obviously not never trusted. Um, but when Ron was out of his cell, he'd be shackled and handcuffed. We'd take every security precaution we could to make sure that um, you know the, the deputies were safe and other inmates were safe.
2: Well, after he attacks the Yes, the jail commander. The jail commander. <laughs> I mean, who does that? You know oh, what I mean? Right. That's, <laughs> That's Old move. <laughs> well, and also too,
1: um, and that another incident I'm thinking about about his uh, regarding his aggressiveness was when he was, um, and I, I also took place or I also uh, participated in the uh, the trial as far as security. But that was one incident when Ron tried to escape um, when he was in the courtroom, and this was the courtroom was over at uh, University Center in uh, in Provo, and he tried to break away from the uh, the security detail and jump over the balcony, and he was caught. And they uh, they restrained him, but he uh, he was very uh, determined to uh, you know to escape and to uh, you know to to hurt the uh, the deputies and you know. So.
0: Did he ever express remorse? Did he ever admit that what he did was wrong?
1: Never, really. He never did. No, no. Even after he was uh, convicted and sentenced, um, he still wouldn't. I, I try to get him to you know, talk about it. I said, "Ron, look, it's it's over now. You know, you, you you've been sentenced. You're done. Can you, yeah, can you can you, you want know, tell me about uh, you know the the incident, the murders? No, he wouldn't. Did he maintain that he was innocent? No, he just, he just wouldn't talk about it.
0: He admitted to doing it,
1: but just didn't. Well, he he, that it was he never admitted to doing it. Really? Yeah, never. No, he just. He would either cloud the issue or he would uh, change the topic or simply say, say, I'm not going to discuss that, and that's okay.
0: So you've got Dan and Ron Lafferty. You spent a lot of time with Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh Were both of them, what was their sentence? Were they both sentenced to death?
1: No. So Ron was, Ron, Ron was sentenced was. to death, so um, by firing squad. But Dan was uh, given uh, life without possibility of parole. But you mentioned that before
2: we were on the show, we were having a conversation that Ron actually ended up dying
1: before he was executed. Correct. Right. He had, um, I think, he ran out of appeals, or he was running out of appeals. And um, but bef- you know, before he was executed, obviously he uh, he passed away. And I'm I'm not sure the, what the exact cause was.
0: So Ron's gone. Dan is still around. Correct. And you haven't had much contact with him. No.
1: No. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like we're, this is like, you see like the true crime shows on, on television and you're like, oh, they're interviewing this guy who has spent so much time with this person that gets in their head. And, and, and that's what I feel like we're doing right now. So it's very <laughs> exciting, but uh, uh, in a terrible way, because what they did was absolutely awful. Why wouldn't he talk about religion? Do you have any ideas? I
1: on don't that? know. No, um, And I, I tried to uh, approach it from different angles, uh, but he, he just wouldn't have anything to do with it. No. Mm-hmm. He was that was one top and matter of fact, and I I didn't press it because when I did bring up religion It would anger him and I just stayed away from it yeah, You don't want to make a guy like that angry. I uh, know but no. was it your
2: job to try to Like casually get information from him or were you just making small talk? Movies?
1: Just small talk. Um, When he was at the uh, state hospital, uh, our job was, as deputies, were to guard him um, 24-7. And so I had, you know, I spent a 12-hour shift, you know, with Ron sitting just right across from me. He was shackled and handcuffed, but at the state hospital. So we had an opportunity to discuss all sorts of uh, topics, but religion wasn't one of them. Hmm.
0: Wow. Are there any things you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Well, um... I can understand Ron's aggressiveness, um, given the fact that he was an athlete in in uh, in high school. He was uh, on the uh, wrestling team for four years, and um, when Ron became violent, he was at times very difficult difficult to control um, hmm. physically, and so we had to take uh, you know, extra security precautions, make sure we had enough manpower and equipment to deal with him.
2: Wow, jeez it's really interesting to hear your take on it especially after seeing the trailers for this show which you know from a completely this from as, speaking as someone who's never heard of this no exposure at all the trailer being my only exposure it really seems to set it up as if the church is at the center of yeah all of this and it's really interesting to hear it all from you that like it really didn't seem to have played that big of a a role even in i mean even much in the trial it sounds like it sounds like it was just like well yeah this is who he was this is the background information on who we're dealing with but it doesn't sound like it had much to do with the murder or or much of much of any of those events
1: well keep in mind also that um chip corns and and uh, ricky knapp who were the um hitchhikers they testified against ron and dan yeah so that was really damaging um and so the way it turned out, um, I was surprised that um, Ron got the—well, uh, not Ron got the death penalty, but that Dan got life instead of the death penalty because he was every bit involved with the with the murders. Well, because it was
2: Ron's idea in the first place and he just got Dan Correct. involved? Yeah, yeah.
0: So does religion lead people to do horrible, horrible, <laughs> crazy <could>. things? <laughs> it could. It <laughs> could.
1: It could? You never know. I mean, it's not the first time.
0: Is that what happened here, do you think?
1: Um, I, you know, religion played a part in it, but whether or not, um, you know, it was the sole reason. I, I think the whole thing boiled down, like, as I mentioned before, was Ron's um, hatred towards Brenda, the the victim. Yeah, he uh, he vowed to always to to get in with her.
0: Uh, again, I haven't read Under the Banner of Heaven, and we haven't seen the show yet. But based on what we have seen, it al- it almost sounds like. It's a bit of a stretch. It's a a a classic contrived, (laughs) taking a really horrible situation and kind of weaponizing it to make an entire worldwide faith. Well, in all actuality, religion in general look like the villain when really you've just got a couple of sociopaths you're dealing Mm -hmm. with that you know could have been part of any religion or non-religion. It sounds like, but. Anyway, Mike, thank you for being here. Do you have any final thoughts on this?
1: No, I want to thank you for inviting me. It was uh, was an interesting discussion, and uh, please contact me if you have any further questions.
0: Yeah, well, I think it would be great if if we could get you back on after the show comes out. Maybe we could watch sure. it and, and, sure. and talk about it. Yeah, and I'll
1: give you my take on the uh, on, on the facts and uh, the accuracy of the of the show. That would be awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Sounds good. Well, all right. Everyone, thank you for watching. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have Mike on again. And uh, you know, let us know what you think about all this. Let us know if we missed any details or if you have any questions for Mike that we can ask him next time around. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.